Amen. Well, greetings tonight. Glad everybody came out, decided to show and come around the word. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Well, shared a little nugget of, of some truth concerning health and healing about praising God last week and week before that we started our series on health and healing. And I mentioned to you several things, just want to remind you some of the things we said in that, that first meeting we had that <clears throat> we're going we're gonna to go continue through the scriptures talking about all the specific healings in Jesus' ministry. And there, there, is, there is 20 different healings in the ministry of Jesus. Now, there's, there's record or different interpretations of those healings from different people, but there are 20 different healings, specific documented healings in his ministry. And we want to look at all those. We looked at, we looked at one in the first week. Tonight we're going to look, I'm going to go back over that and look at it in, um, we read it in Luke, and, and then this time we're going to look at it in Matthew. Look at Matthew's interpretation of what happened with the leper and um, the man with leprosy. And then we're going to look at a, at, at a couple of more of the healings just uh, in the book of Matthew. And then we're going to read part of it also in the book of Luke. And just I just want to take the time to go through these over the next few weeks and look at the people that were healed and why they were healed why they were made well in their bodies. Um, healing isn't just, being healed is not just some accident that happens. It doesn't come from luck or, you know, <clears throat> a, a lot of people look at miracles as like the lottery. You know, well, they, they were lucky to get that miracle from God. Like God's going to pick and choose where a miracle is going to be laid upon someone and something's going to happen. But I'll just tell you this. If you look at it like that, you will not be the lucky one. How many in here have ever won over 40 million in the lottery? <clears throat> wow, nobody. I'm just saying, you know, you hear somebody win the lottery but it wasn't you. Have you ever wondered if it's all a big hoax and nobody's ever really won one? Now, I know there was somebody here in town when we first moved here, somebody won a lottery. They won about $5 million. I won't tell you what I heard happened after two years, but anyway, it doesn't matter. We're not talking about the lottery. We're talking about health and healing. Amen? <clears throat> and... Health and healing is, is the way God created us to live and be. It is God's will for you to be healed, settled. And God wants it to be settled inside of you. It is his will that you and I are healed. Every human being ever created on the planet was created to be well. And I mean, I mean I've had people personally argue with me about that fact in that I've had people say to me, but, you know, 
uh, you got to get sick sometime and die. I've had, I've had people actually tell me that. And I, and I guess that's kind of where common sense goes. That you, you know, people that die usually are not well. Right? But I, I don't believe we have to be sick ever. I believe that we can just decide when we're done. He said, you know, when we run the course that God has for us, then we just quit and we step over into the other side. We just say, that's enough, I'm done, and we go to the other side. That's what happened with the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul died, he died the same age that I am today, 34. Sixty-one is when he passed. And the Bible says he was in deaths often. Death's door often. I mean, they tried to stone him to death. He was preaching the next day. All kinds of things happened. Shipwrecks, all kinds of things. He was at death's door often. But then he recorded, I'm done. He recorded himself, I'm done. And when he said he was done, well, he was taken out. They beheaded him, whatever, all, all the things that probably happened to him. But, they, but, they, but in his mind, they couldn't take him out until he was done, until he was finished inside. God wants us to, to finish to live long and strong and finish strong. That when we step over from here, we're not ceasing to exist. We're not dying out. We're stepping over into the rest of eternity. And I promise you, this life here is like a pit stop to eternity. Very, very, very short period of time. Very short. And God created us, and that's what, that's what we're looking at. That's why we're studying this and looking at this. He created you and I to be well, to live well. When you look at the ministry of Jesus in the earth, and Jesus said that he came to be the forerunner for you and I. Tonight, I'm, I'm saying things that you may have to think about. But did, Jesus didn't come into the world to become to the world the Son of God. He came to the world to become the Son of Man. Set us up. And what He did in the earth is what we would do in the earth. And when you look at His ministry... The main part of his ministry was healing. Every chapter, just about, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's record of people being well, being made well. In three and a half years, that was the main part of his ministry. Why would our ministry be any different if we're just his hands and feet and his mouth and his, his impartation in the earth? We're here to follow in his footsteps and fulfill what he, the price he paid for us to live here. And I promise you, it is God's will for you to be healed. 
Amen? Now, when you talk that way, do you think that circumstances just back off? Just because you throw that out there. No, you will be challenged. (coughs) You will be challenged. Hmm? You will be challenged. Pain, this, thing, that, another feeling. Go to the doctor just for a checkup, diagnosis. You're not going to live for another, you know, past another year. I mean, I mean, people get diagnosis like that all the time. Is that, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not making light of that. I've seen that. I've seen those diagnoses. I've had family members that moved on, passed on from here. I'm just saying, is it bigger than God? It's not bigger than the price he paid. It's not bigger than the price he paid. Now, I don't care what report you get, then there's his report. His report is what I choose to believe. How about you? Faith for healing is, is vital to your Christian walk. You, you, you can't, I'm, I'm just encouraging you that you can't just exist and just say you're a churchgoer and just say that you're a Christian and, and not develop faith for healing in every other area of your life. A Christian is to be like him, like Christ. That's what Christian means, Christ-like, to be like Christ. All the things I just said about him and his ministry is what he wants operating through you and I. Faith for healing is vital to your Christian walk. You cannot ignore it. You You cannot ignore signs. It's vital and it's important that you get information, you glean information about the physical body. Physical exercise profits a little. Understanding the physical body from nutrition and things that are out there from, from the right type of doctor's perspective is vital to your health. It's vital. It helps. But it's not enough. You have to know that by His stripes, you're healed. You have to know that God sent his word, the living word, and he healed your body. You've got to know that himself took your infirmities, he carried your diseases, and by his stripes, you've been made whole. You have to know that. You have to believe it. You have to apply it to your life every day. It's part of your Christian walk. It's not enough just talking about being a Christian. You have to have faith for everything. I don't care what it is. I wish it wasn't that demanding. And when I say it's demanding, I didn't say it's difficult. But it can be intense. Because I have to treat my Christian walk and development of my faith in God, I have to treat it as the most important thing in my life. Not anything else but that. Because when I get that right, other things will fall into line and into place. I said this to you last week that 
anything that hasn't worked for you in the past, from today on and this series on, you need to leave it in the past. You need to begin to renew your mind concerning things that haven't worked in the past. Well, you know, I, 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 I believe God for that and I stayed sick. I believe God for healing in my body. I was believing with another person and they passed away. Anybody ever done that? I have. Both hands are in the air. Standing with people, we didn't see the, the, the manifestation and the circumstances change. Yeah, I've seen that time and time again. Does that change the word? It can't. And if it's changed it in you, God wants you to get past that and leave it in the past. So that you can live today in a way where you're developing faith and confidence in God. Doesn't mean that we have some attitude towards somebody that didn't make it. Man, if somebody's standing in faith, something in their body, and they don't win that fight here, at least they stood in faith and developed the faith, because if they're born again, they just crossed right over into the other side. It's a win-win. You, you can't lose. But I, I'm just saying to you, I know that the heart of the Father, He wants this working in us now in this life, on this side. He wants it to work here in us. It worked for Jesus. He's our elder brother. He's, he's the one that went before us to prepare the way. And he wants us to walk in his footprints, his shoes, and see the same things happen in his, that happened in his ministry happen in our ministries. That's what he created us for. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so I said this, and then I want to I read this passage. Said this last time. That on this journey of faith, there, there are most of the time two elements involved. And I want you to, I'm going to probably mention this to you every time that, as we bring the word. And, and those two elements are faith in whoever's ministering, like tonight I'm ministering to you, health and healing, and faith coming from the people that receive. So, Hearing the voice of the Spirit and how you treat someone that is not well in their bodies physically, how you treat someone or how you approach someone, hearing the voice of the Spirit is vital. In my early walk with God, you know, I mean, if, if anybody just, if, if their face looked like they weren't feeling well, I was like on them. Come on, confess the word. Get that out of you. Come on, be healed in the name of Jesus. I mean, I was all over them. One time in a hospital in McAllen, Texas, <clears throat> when I was, had a whole family of people that had come into our church, and most of them were, most of them were drug addicts, but they were professional drug addicts. They all were professional people, but they were drug addicts that were professionals. Does that make sense? And um, this family came into the church. <clears throat> Last name was Gomez, the whole family. It was probably... Hmm, I want to say there were, how many of there? Maybe 25 or 30 of them, right? I mean, between the, the, the wives, husbands, the kids, and all that kind of stuff, there's 25 or 30 of them that came into the, into the church. And, and a, a, a lot of them came at the church I was in. I wasn't the pastor of the church. I, I was associate pastor 
right before uh, we left and came here. But I was associate pastor of the church, but I led all the connect groups. And um, so a lot of them would come to our house to connect groups. They get saved, got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I mean, just amazing things happen. So we were one night at the hospital, and one of the brothers that had not come in to church yet, not gotten saved, uh, but I had been talking with him. And, man, we just, we just hit it off, and, you know, and I knew he was coming. Well, he got diagnosed with something in his body. And um, just maybe over about a four-week period of time, I mean, he was unconscious and on his way out. And the uh, whole family asked me to come, and so I came and told my pastor I was going to go. And he said, yeah, you go and do that. And so I went into the hospital, and he's in there. And up to that point... If I'm in a hospital, you know, I'm going in there to drag the person out of the bed, you know, and command them to walk, and everything's going to be fine right then. I'm not saying you can't do something like that, but you have to hear from God on that. you got to know that's God. And I go in there that night, Scott, the, the, the brother's name was Javier, and I remember, and uh, when I came in the room, he, he, he his... They said he hadn't been moving, but when I came in there and I I mentioned his name, his hand moved. And I grabbed his hand, and I remember that night as I I led him, I had not led him to the Lord, and I led him to the Lord that night. And the the Lord said to me in my spirit, he's done. He's done. And I'm thinking, no, 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 he just got saved. No, 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 he just got saved. No. And the Lord said to me, he's done. He's done. He's ready to move on. Listen to me. The will of a person that's ready to move on, you're not going to change that will. You cannot change. You can pray. 900 of you get together and pray for 98 hours, and you're not going to change that person's will when they're ready to do something. And I learned that night, you can't change that. You have to flow with that. And I released that guy that night. Man, we'll see him in heaven. <laughs> I mean, he's on the other side, and we'll see him in heaven. But I released him that night, and like in five minutes, he was gone. You know what I said to him that night? I said things like, you know what? Your mama's here. She's fine. Your brother David's good. All the family's good. Everybody's going to take care of your wife and your kids. Everything's good. He was gone. I mean, that quick. I, I'd never seen anything like that. But it's because... I heard God. God said, that person's done. Is that the way you treat every situation? No. No, you don't. I gave you that example because there are things like that. You don't judge somebody that's moved on. What, whatever, that guy got saved. Amen? Thank God that that guy got saved that night. Because he just pressed on to the other side. But it's God's will for all people to be well. But God knows the end from where you're at. He knows whether a person's going to serve him or not. And in that situation, the Lord said, don't fight. You let that guy go. And we did, and it happened. But tonight I'm talking about how vital it is that we understand about putting our faith not only for our own lives, but for the lives of other people. I put my faith out with that guy, and he moved on. How much... How, how much easier should it be for me to put my faith out to somebody that wants to live? 
Listen to me. I mean, I, I'm going to share different testimonies of healings and manifestations that I've seen just through my ministry, my life, over the next few weeks. But if you're, if you're looking at a person, if, you see, if, if, if a person's in front of you and you're looking at a person, and let's say they've been attacked with something in their body, and they're looking real gaunt in their face, and they're looking really thin, and you, can, you just have that feeling. Listen to me. From my end, I have to know that that look doesn't have to be the end. It depends on what this person wants. You understand what I'm saying? It depends what they want. And, 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 and it's vital. See, there's, 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 two, there's two pieces that go with it. It's the faith of the person that is coming to minister to the person. And then in most cases with Jesus, Jesus' faith lifted their faith to another level. In most cases, and remember, we want to follow after him. In most cases, their, their faith level was low in, in, in half the cases, but when they saw what he said, they believed he could, and especially with the, lep- the man with leprosy, I believe you can, but I don't know if you will. I will. Boom. Healed. Healed. I cannot be moved by what I see in the natural. i got to know that what God said is real and it's true no matter what. But then I have to hear from the Holy Spirit about getting in agreement with somebody. What do they want? How do you figure that out? Well, ask them. Ask them. I'll just say this. And you just think about it. It doesn't mean that it's gospel and it's that's exactly the way it is in every case or situation I'm beginning to see as I've studied and spent time in this I begin to see that God's saying to me there are more people out there that want to be well but they need somebody that believes it's my will for them to be well They want to be well, but they don't know how to get well, but they need somebody in their midst that believes it's his will for them to be well. Just think that through. Think that through. So turn to Matthew 8 and verse 1. And I'm just going to read through Matthew's account of the, the man with the leprosy. And then I want to read two more accounts of healings that are just right after this. Verse 1, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, and behold, a leper came and, whis- and, and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I'm willing, be clean, be cleansed. He said, I'm willing be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed and Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one but go your way and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy 
that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers unto me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and my servant, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west, sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. Everybody say believed. And his servant was healed progressively over the next three years. No, in the same hour. In the same hour. Now, I want to come back to this and look at this, but I want I want to look at I want to look at um, Dr. Luke's interpretation of this story right here of the centurion. Luke chapter seven and verse one. Now, when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum and a certain a certain centurion's servant who was dear to him, was sick and ready to die. Interesting, his interpretation. Now watch this. Watch this interpretation. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders. Who did? The centurion sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying... That the one for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Talking about the one that's sick. The centurion. I mean, the, the, the centurion whose, whose servant is sick. These guys are talking about the centurion. He's done all these good things for us. He's even built the church for us. Then Jesus went with them. And when he was already not far from the house, watch this, this isn't the centurion again. The centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to you, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I've not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well who had been sick. This isn't what I'm talking about, but isn't that interesting, the two different accounts? As far as Luke was concerned, Jesus never saw the centurion. Jesus never saw him. Matthew was kind of a headliner. 
oh, yeah, you know, he centurion did this, and this happened, and, this, and all this, and he was healed. But as far as Luke is concerned, he's a doctor, very detailed to the point. Jesus never saw him. You know what I say to those two stories? Jesus could have seen him or not seen him. Did that matter? Is there any distance in the spirit realm? Is there any distance with something like that? Does Jesus have to talk face to face with this guy? No. No. As I was reading those two accounts, I thought, really doesn't matter. Jesus saw faith in operation. Jesus heard faith in operation, and he said, as you believe, your servant will be whole. When those guys that were sent by the centurion got home, he was already well. Go back to the Matthew. He says, uh, the Matthew uh, version. He said in verse 13, He said, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. Whether he's talking to the centurion, whether he's talking to his servants that he had sent, it really didn't matter. As you believe, so it'll be done. What I want to to say to you tonight is that it is vital in our Christian walk that we develop faith to be healed. As you believe, it'll be done. So as they went, it was being accomplished. Tonight, I'm telling you, everybody that I laid hands on last Sunday, or the Sunday before last that we laid hands on, we prayed for, we declared over your body, as you believe... You're well because I believe it's God's will for everybody I touch to be well. I believe it. Now, you say, well, you know, I think I believe that you believe that. None of the people that got well with Jesus thought that he believed. The man with the leprosy said, I know you can, but I'm not sure you'll heal me. What is Jesus' response? Man, if you believe I can, that's good enough for me. I will. Why? Because it's his will for that man to be well. You and I have to position ourselves through the word of God, through our daily routine of declaring our health, our healing, our wholeness, and receive it. This is... This is, I don't know if I've, I've where is that? There it is. I, I, I'm not sure if I have read this to you or not. The, 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 this is just one of the things. And, and, you know, all year long I've been, I've been on this thing about daily routines, actually for the last two years. Because... It's not normal to teach developing a daily routine. It's not a normal thing. I mean, 
I'd have to say that the majority of the Christians that I know don't develop this. I'm, I'm just talking about conversations I have with. They don't have these kind of things on a daily basis. I'm telling you, you have to have it to change the way that you think so that you can believe. And as you believe, you'll receive everything you're believing for. Healing, health, prosperity, deliver. I don't care what it is. As you believe. As they believed, as the centurion believed, his servant was made whole. As the leper believed Jesus could, and Jesus said he would, and he received it, he was made whole. It's vital that we believe. These are just things that I say over myself every day, just a portion of it, where my physical body is concerned. Today I speak life, health, strength, and vitality in my body. I have the mind of Christ. I think the thoughts of God. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God so that my understanding is clear. I'm redeemed from the curse of memory loss. I declare that through the blood of Jesus, my brain cells are being restored because I tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I make a demand on my body to be chemically balanced in the name of Jesus. Every cell of my body functions in the perfection that God created it to function, and I forbid any malfunction in my physical body today. The life of the flesh is in the blood, the anointing of Jesus flowing through my veins, sending healing throughout my whole entire body. Every system of my body functions with supernatural efficiency. My body is free from pain, discomfort, distress, and symptoms of sickness. I shall walk and not be weary. I shall run and not faint. My mind is renewed and my physical strength is restored. I'm just going to fast forward to the end. And at the end of it, I say this. The words that I've spoken today over my body are medicine to all of my flesh because all of these confessions are scriptures, pieces of scriptures put together to speak over my physical body. And the words I've just spoken are medicine to all of my flesh. So when I go to have my eyes checked or I go just to have a checkup or whatever and they give me papers to fill out and they ask me the medications that I'm on, and I take bare aspirin, and I'm not on any other medications. I, I'm just saying, I mean, anybody feel like I'm bragging about that? I'm just telling you. Because I take my medicine every day. I declare it over my body, over my wife, over my children, over this body here. I speak health and healing over you every single day. And those words are medicine to all of our flesh. Listen, God is not running the world. He's running us, and he needs us to run the world the way he would because he set it up that way. So when I speak things like this every day or all the things that I speak... I'm making a difference in, not just in me, but in the world because of what I say. That's what, that's what we have to get a hold of. And when he saw that faith in that centurion, or he heard of the faith of the centurion from his servants, done. It wasn't something he had to, like, work up, you know, pray for 48 hours hoping that the father would hear. No. The Father hears faith. 
That's why faith in healing, faith in every other area of your life is vital to your Christian walk. So when they think of you as a Christian, well, I don't know, some of those Christians are crazy, but that one, no, this one, man, what they say happens. Shouldn't it be that way? Everything Jesus said that would come to pass came to pass. Should it be that way with us? Yes. It should be that way with us. No question. So as he believed, so it was done, and his servant was healed that self same hour. Barely a breath was taken. And now, next verse, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left. And she arose and served them. And when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he, how many? Many, okay? These aren't documented ones that we can read like Peter's mother-in-law and the Roman centurion's servant. He said, and many were demon-possessed and he cast out spirits with the word and he healed all, all who were sick that he might that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. So we see, based on what he's saying right here, it is the will of God for health and healing. Notice in that passage after healing Peter's mother-in-law, he cast out the spirits with a word, with a word. What kind of a word? A word he believed. A word he believed in. Come out now. In whose name? In the name of the Father, with him. In the name of who he was and what he was becoming for all of mankind in not too many days from that point. In the name of everything that God says is so in the earth, come out of them. They left. Because he believed that what he was doing was the will of the Father, and he accomplished everything that he spoke. He, he said, time and time again through Scripture, he said, I never say or do anything except what I get from my Father. That's why he prayed so much. That's why he made declarations so much. That's why he spent so much time in the church growing up to get the understanding of the word so that he was prepared and ready when he was faced with everything that came at him. And I'm telling you, everything, kitchen sink plus, was thrown at him. And he overcame everything. Why? Because he believed. And now he's showing us and he's revealing to us for us to see healing in our bodies, to see deliverance come in any area of our life, we have to believe that the greater one that is in us is greater than anything that we face, no matter what it is. 
no matter sickness, no matter disease, no matter what. That's why I want to hear somebody in this body is being attacked with something. That's why we have our prayer chain. You send that, I want to hear about it, and you'll hear from us. I want to hear that something's come against you or whatever, that you're standing for something. But when somebody contacts you, they're going to ask you, what are you standing on? Because it's not enough just to pray some simple little prayer. We want to be in agreement with the living word. Because the word is what gets results when we stand on the word. Man, we're all on a journey. We're all walking through this. We're doing it together. And as we're walking through this and going on this journey, God's word and his spirit is revealing life. It's, it's bringing comfort to us. It's bringing instruction to us. It's changing the way that we're thinking. It's developing an expectation to be on the receiving end of all that God has for us. And I'm telling you again tonight, you are healed. Amen. It is God's will for you to be well in your bodies. And I, my, my prayer for you every day is that you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the understanding of God coming into your mind, strengthening you every day, giving you understanding about how to walk in divine health, doing your part, but receiving everything that he did and not tolerating any circumstance, no feeling, no report, not the way anything appears to be, but I'm going to believe what God's word says is so. Because if it said it, it's done. Whether you believe it or not, it's a done thing. But why would I not accept something that's done? It's finished. It's a finished work. That's what we have to learn to receive. Can you say amen to that? So I'm saying today, we're preaching this. We believe it, and I believe that we have it. Believing it is why we preach it, so that we can believe and receive it. I'm sharing something with you today that I believe in passionately about being well. God created us to be well. And I... I've been, as, I've been attacked in my physical body as much as you or anybody else has through the years. I don't know, I've, you've been attacked or whatever. I've been attacked against, in, in my physical body. But I know I'm healed. And I know I'm well. And today, I'm well. But I'm still well even if I don't feel well. I'm still healed even if symptoms are on my body. I'm not denying the symptoms. I'm denying the right for them to remain in my body. That's what the Word says. So who qualifies for this? I just want to read this to you, this passage in Mark chapter 16 as I end tonight. Mark chapter 16 and verse 16. Who qualifies? Who, who, who are... Who are the recipients of what I'm talking about tonight? It's found in Mark's interpretation of the Great Commission. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. These signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow those who believe. So who 
Who's, who is a candidate for what I'm talking about tonight? Whoever believes. Number one in the Lord Jesus Christ, you accept him, receive him, and you believe in him. And he said, and these signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. Did Jesus cast out demons? Absolutely. Somebody says, well, well you know, what does that look like? Well, that's a, another time we'll talk about it. They will speak with new tongues. Did Jesus speak with, with new tongues? Absolutely did. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and what will the sick do? Try to get well. No, they'll get well. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they'll get well. Who? The ones who believe. What Jesus said to the centurion, as you believe, it will be done unto you. I make that confession over myself every day. As I believe, it is done unto me. Today, I declare I'm a believer of everything that God says is so. That's what I say over myself every day. As I believe, so what I'm believing for will come to me as I believe it. So we have to be steady in the development process of realizing what believing really is. It's not just having the knowledge of something, not just hoping that it's so. It's being firmly convinced and knowing that everything that God said, he is able to perform. So it's done. And God today has declared, you are healed in your body. 